Hey everybody and welcome back to another action-packed episode of Positively Midwest. My name is Steve Jerns and with me as always is my beautiful lovely wife. Catherine Jerns. Hello, Mr. Jerns. So this evening, we're also doing a simultaneous Facebook Live, so all the people on there can see us now whilst I hit record. So let's go back to the camera. Looks like we've got a f- one person Hi. watching. Hi. Anyway, so tonight's episode is going to be how to positively stand up for yourself. I think the universe always speaks to us and guides us in what we need to do episodes on and when we need to do them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted a little bit more of an upbeat episode. We've had a couple of serious episodes, which is fine and dandy, but we thrive. Catherine and I thrive when we can be uh, silly. (laughs) Yeah? I'm sure you'd agree. Yeah. Three people are watching. I've known to have been a little weird in my life. So let's do this social media thing where I go onto Facebook and then I find it. And then I share it to a watch party of, of with my watch on my page. So let's get to it. And then we're going to get to recording. Well, we already are recording, but <laughs> let's get to chatting about it. Shall we? Hello, hello, everybody. So when we do the Facebook Live while we are recording this week's podcast episode, we love for it to be interactive. So if you have feedback, opinions, questions as we go through, drop them in the comments. This podcast episode, um, for those of you just on Facebook, will be dropping Wednesday morning, November 4th at 7 bells in the morning. So, Yes, Wednesday, 7 bells. Just shutting off some Bluetooth stuff here so I can share this without having audio come through and doubling up on us. Ah, All those fancy little button doodaddies. Well, you know how it goes. (laughs) So, you know how we roll that we are always like ahead of the game with my happy tree back here, you know? Um, But I've seen a lot more people this weekend now after Halloween putting up theirs. So, you know, it's okay. Don't judge those that are putting up their tree. They're not skipping holidays. They're just going to enjoy their twinkly lights a little bit longer because it brings them happiness, joy, and it helps them to spread cheer. So remember that, okay? Did they, did they get rid of watch parties now? Be kind. Are I, they? Did they get rid of them? I don't know there, honey. Whatever. But So be kind to those that are setting up their joyful celebratory holiday Christmas festivity cheer trees, whatever they want to call it. Okay. Be kind. Found it. Got it. <laughs> yep. Cool. 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 All right. Watch party zone. <laughs> Hello. Okay. So uh, this has spoken to me on a couple different levels and here's one small example. Basically, the reason that I want to... I feel like it's really loud in my ears. Sorry. It's not, honey. I'm it's really sorry. not. Here, let's try this. I just feel like my ears are really loud. Is that better? Yeah, thank you. I'll turn down your level. Okay, thank you. Okay, so um, there's just some things that are going on in the world, period. And I don't know if COVID's necessarily sparked this, but I'm pretty sure that social media has been... Um, has helped make this habitual for people. But... Um, we have talked about the, the term keyboard, keyboard warrior with, uh, Kat Perkins with, uh, I think Ryan Keel's episode with Carrie Johnston's episode, plenty of them. Mm -hmm. So for those of you that are unfamiliar, what I call a keyboard warrior is that person that sits behind a keyboard on social media 
regardless of the format, and decides to blast the shit out of you on Facebook, whatever their opinion is, and it's in a rude fashion. No more of that crap. Stop doing it. Because mm-hmm. we all have probably done it. I know I've stood up for myself on social media. And it's just... Um, there was that one uh, statement. I wish I could remember it exactly. But it's something about when two people are arguing very rude to each other. And uh, you're looking at it as the third person. You, uh, They say like you. it's hard to tell which person's being the idiot in the argument. Right. Because they're both being that way. Okay. And so we're going to be a little bit more tough love going forward, I think, with Positively Midwest because we positively want to help change our mindsets and our news feeds with positivity, okay? So feel free to chirp in however you'd like to. Thank you for jumping online with us. Thank you for listening to us on any podcast streaming platform that you use. Um, Supposedly, our average estimated audience is around 63 or something like that. A week? So I have wow. trouble believing that even 20, 30 people at one time wanted to listen to what we say every week. <laughs> but it's a bunch of you, and we're going to keep growing, and we're going to keep pushing the envelope and doing what we do best. Sounds, Fair enough? Yeah. So one example that happened to me today as the universe guides us into what we should be discussing is I was driving on a um, in a school zone, and it's 15 miles an hour. And I was floating in there. I was maybe going 17-ish or something as I looked down after this happened to me. So I'm cruising along and um, I had my window down a crack because in the Watertown, South Dakota area today, it was darn near 60 degrees. So where were you on Halloween? But we'll take it. So um, I'm just cruising along. Got my window cracked a little bit. And all of a sudden, this lady goes, slow down and just screams at me. And I looked down, that, that's when I said I looked down right away, and it's like, I was going like 17, 18 maybe. Not, I mean, I guess in all technicalities, I was speeding, but a few mm-hmm. miles an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not 20, not 25, not 30. And I'm like, one, I go, what kind of superpower does this lady have that she can beller at me to slow down because it was just her and I on this stretch? Like, does can she does she have a radar gun in her vehicle? Does she have a radar gun in, built into her glasses or something? I don't know. Do you know? So, really, without having any idea of how fast I was going, you took it upon yourself to speculate, to assume I was speeding, and then yell at me for it out your window. Now, that small example, let's dramatize it because you know I like to do that. And let's move on over to social media. Dramatic. Okay. So we're over to uh, social media. And then I see, you see, you in general, you see a differing opinion from you. Oh, my. Mm. Pretell, what do you think? That would happen. What do you think comes next? Oh, it is so sad what comes next, I have a feeling. Now, we, uh, we have both... Uh, deal with media in the world and everyone does because it gets shoved down your throat on social media regardless if you agree or disagree with with media in general but whenever one of our local news outlets like you know a television outlet or if you follow any of the mass medias you know your NNCs or your XOFs so we don't get in trouble later I I Oh, I did it, it backwards. Got it, got it. Yeah, I did it backwards, which Sorry, they do on confused. which they do on the show The Boys um, on Amazon. 
they say it's NNC. Anyways, or if you follow any of those, and then inevitably the story comes out, um, I could be anything. Like, trees are going to grow every year they, they regrow. And bam, you can... How many people just click on the comments just to read them? Because we all do like a little bit of drama, right? And sometimes you click on them just to read people saying the rudest, most outlandish things to each other. That people don't read the full article even. They'll just like start blasting people based off of headlines. Well, biscuits and gravy, it could be it could be just whatever your opinion is on mm -hmm. the matter. And you're just blasting it generally from what you've heard or what you've seen. And we talked about that in other episodes, just just blatantly throwing your opinion out there no matter. Right? So inevitably, it's going to get to a point where if you run a business, if you run a, a page or of any kind, positive page, whatever, thankfully this hasn't happened to us, but as we maybe continue to push the envelope, maybe it will happen. Who knows? But um, actually, we have. I have had a message from someone that said, stop sending me invites because how I say things may come off negatively, and I just... You, one of your rules was I don't want any negativity. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, they wanted the right. They wanted to reserve the right to be able to speak negatively if they wanted to. And I guess that's fine. So cool. I don't want you on our page. Right. You know, there can be healthy debates. In fact, I found an article, <laughs> as I like to do, from Leon Seltzer, PhD. So he must be a doctor. You must not. And I like psychologytoday.com. Uh, so that's where this came from. And it's how and how not to stand up for yourself. When is assertiveness nothing more than self-righteous defensiveness? What is this? Only because it's Russ. He mentioned something in a comment to me. Can I go back? I really give my opinion without you asking for it, Steve. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Quite true-ish. So um, it's become um, conventional wisdom that it's essential to stand up for yourself. But there are ways of doing so that are hardly advisable. Ways that will hurt both you and your relationship. Ways that will prevent you from confronting the person most needing to be confronted. Yourself. Out of context, at least, assertiveness is always a good thing. Candidly, letting others know what you need and desire, as well as how you feel, demonstrates personal dignity, self-confidence, and respect. Moreover, it can make others much more sensitive to the validity or legitimacy of your outlook. In effect, you're saying, look, I matter. I need you to take my point of view and feelings into account. Maybe you don't think my position is as good as yours, but I still think it deserves to be taken seriously. Now, we've talked about before in the world, how boring would it be if you did, if everyone did agree and everybody looked the same, everyone dressed the same. Mm -hmm. There was no differing opinions there. I mean, there has to be, you, you're not always a hundred percent right. And in, in a sense, the whole entire group as a world is not always going to be right. So you have differing opinions. Right. And then there's plenty of times where I go, oh, well, I was wrong. And then you change your opinion for the better, hopefully, right? So people who are non-assertive, that is passive, verbally withholding, or overly differential, generally don't and can't get their basic relational needs met. They end up feeling frustrated, misunderstood, and unfulfilled. 
Ironically, though, individuals who are more aggressive than assertive similarly wind up feeling cut off from others, despite being much better at getting others to do their bidding, but through insistent bullying demands and projecting the message at their own ego-centered needs are unquestionably more vital, more valuable than everyone else's. They eventually alienate those around them. So now this is something I've dealt with in my own personal life over the years and as I've been in retail uh, management and customer service and things like that, it inevitably happens. Now, you might be familiar with the phrase, you get more with, is it water than vinegar or something like that? And you You can't squeeze blood out of a turnip, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, bear with me. I mean, here. yeah, it's something along those lines. Okay, I'm following you. Okay, you okay. can correct me, but I, I don't quite don't, know how it goes. I want to positively stand up for myself. Don't make me feel dumb here. It's like you can catch more flies <clears throat> with vinegar than water. Isn't it something? Uh, Anyways, whatever. Anywho, whatever. The thing is, is everyone has a differing opinion, and it's I. You know, there's a difference between between being passionate about what your opinion is and just being a darn right bully as they're saying or being overzealous and stating your opinion. So what we see a lot of in conversations is we've talked about this numerous times, conversation etiquette. Okay, now that is we practice active listening in the last suicidal episode. And active listening comes into so many contexts in our lives whether it's you're selling something, whether you're delivering something to somebody, whether you're at the the library and you're trying to check out a book. I mean, so many situations. You need to actively listen to what someone's saying, consider and empathize their point of view, and then move on with your disagreement if you have one. Okay, but if you're sitting around a table and you've got five, six, seven people sitting around, and I don't know, I know people have been in debate classes, but I don't, I've never been to a debate class. But I do know when they're controlled properly, not like our presidential debate that first happened, that my children were even like, oh my God, this is immature and ridiculous, that um, you take your turn and then you shut up and you listen to the other person, right? Yeah. Otherwise, how do you know what you're still debating if you don't ever hear what the other person has to say? I want to drink a water too. All right. So... (sighs) Let me continue here. (laughs) Assertiveness then would seem to represent the golden mean. And though in general, it is, it's also possible to be more combative or contentious in your assertiveness than you realize. If you resolutely proclaim the righteousness of your position without attending to others' wants, needs, and feelings, you'll be perceived as aggressive, regardless of what may your... Uh, may be your conscious intention simply to stand up for yourself. And being seen this way, not as assertive, but as a self-righteously defensive, is precisely what I have in mind when I allude to the unfortunate downside of inaccurately standing up for yourself. Although you may not mean to aggress against the other person, whenever your assertive declarations are imbued with a certain self-righteousness, you can't help but convey the message that your perspective really is more important than others, that it's superior and so ought to be given priority. 
In such instances, you're simply unwilling to consider that the other person's position is, in the world of their experience, just as sincere, authentic, or heartfelt as yours, and held with every bit as much conviction. Inadvertently, you may be employing a double standard, one blatantly biased in your favor, totally convinced that your way of thinking is the only right one. You lose the capacity to detach from it and honor the personal validity of the other's viewpoint. And so, inevitably, your whole attitude towards them becomes dismissive. In reaction to feeling made wrong by them, you hasten to make them feel wrong in return. And finally, doesn't this come under the heading, two wrongs don't make a right? I want you to guess when this article was written. What year? What year? Correct. So not this year. Just guess a year, sweetheart. I don't know. Like how long has the internet been around? Okay, 2015? 2012. So in 2012, obviously there has been some psychology behind how people communicate with themselves or with other people and how people should stand up for themselves properly. So we're not breaking the mold here and we're not bringing up a problem that people aren't already aware of. But as we've discussed at other times, social media has dramatized all of this. And it's made it more instant. We want not only instant gratification, but we also want to instantly blast people for having the wrong opinion. And it's so much easier. Well, as we've progressed, I mean, way back in the day, we've talked about you say something wrong, somebody get popped in the mouth. And then it's (laughs) like, oh, you can't do that as much. Oh, more people are popping each other in the mouth. Jails are filling up with this. All right. Can't be doing that. You guys are going to get fined and all these things are going to happen, right? Yep. So people back off of um, fighting and things like that. Most do. So now we're in the day and age where we can just do it all through our phone and through social media. And uh, I think that makes, in your head, it makes it easier to do because you're not going to see the person. You're probably never going to run into them. And even if they're somewhat of an acquaintance, because obviously they're your friend for you to comment that, unless it's just randomly out on um, a mass media's post per right. se, or a celebrity's post. Mm-hmm. And if you're going out onto a celebrity's post and you're blasting them with a bunch of garbage, or you're out on um, um, NNC and you're blasting, nobody gives a shit about your opinion. Nobody is going to, the only people that are going to like it, laugh, love, whatever, are the ones that feel or think the same way you do. That doesn't mean you're right. Right. It depends on the context here, so take me with a grain of salt. But it doesn't mean that you're right. And it doesn't mean that what you did is right. So sometimes I want to think, think about your child. Okay, think about a four or a five-year-old kid that's having an argument with one of their friends over a toy. What do you do? Tell them you don't fight. And to... Apologize. And to... Get along. And to... Play nice. Share. (laughs) Right? I mean, all the things. Yeah, all those things. Mm -hmm. Why would we teach our children that and then 10 minutes later get on our phones and disconnect from the world and then blast some dude on Facebook? So my cousin Courtney had a post um, today that is along those lines and I thought it was really good. And so... Um, Courtney says that with it being election week, 
that if you wouldn't let your child say it, it is probably not kind. If you wouldn't be proud of your child reading your comment to a stranger, it is probably not a kind thing to say. Someone has a different opinion. Be kind. Someone says something you don't believe in. Be kind. Your candidate didn't win. Be kind. Everyone is trying to live their best life. So just be kind. I mean, I think that comes down to it. If it's something that we wouldn't want our children repeating at school, like you should not be really. I mean, there's always those things, you know, OK, adults say adults conversation. But these are the things like if you don't want your child treating somebody in a certain way, make sure that you are always remembering to treat people with that same respect and kindness, teaching your children that it is OK to have difference of opinions and to be different from one another. Yeah, and I didn't know that that you were going to pull that up. So the fact that I was talking about children and how you'd want your children to react um, is, again, the universe guiding us in the right direction because we're trying to help. Yeah, Russ says there is no such thing as a wrong opinion. Yeah, not an opinion. And one of my favorite lyrics from one of my favorite bands, Modest Mouse, is opinions were like kittens. We were giving them away. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Mm -hmm. Blast that as much as you want to. I think it's how you do it. Right. That's what we're talking about is how you do it. And it should start at the top and trickle down. So, yeah, there is a part of me that believes that whoever the ultimate role model is in our country or in our world or whatever, that individual should take some responsibility for being a decent role model. Show people how to stand up for themselves. Show people you don't want to put up with what they're saying if it's wrong or if it's inaccurate but then let's be as positive as possible about it. We don't need a name call. <clears throat> we all get angry and we all get, um, you know, I guarantee you if I walk by and somebody karate chopped my kid, I'd have some choice words. <laughs> and I am not going to positively handle that situation or as positive as I'd like. So we always talk about feel the feels. Mm -hmm. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be angry. And that stuff's going to happen. So it doesn't, that's fine. We're not here to to tell people that they're doing stuff wrong. It's just maybe check yourself. Pump your brakes, if you will, when you're getting into a situation where you want to blast somebody. Um, so another... Um, this one says you're supposed to count to 10 before you speak. Yeah. Another reason that this continued to kind of snowball and bring it to our attention is another um, episode Positively Midwest family member of ours, Kat Perkins, uh, posted on her social media um, a letter that she received from somebody, and they used the C word, and that's the bottom of the barrel for, for me. We don't, we don't use that word, um, and uh, yeah, that's just that's one of the naughtiest ones out there. And um, It was all because she is trying to... Well, they, they called her, you know, liberal and all these other things and whatever the case may be. You can go and research it because hopefully you follow her. But generally, she's a good soul and she's trying to help, um, you know, these families through music and mm -hmm. these people through music. She's driving all over, I don't know, making a dollar, cruising around in the back of a pickup, singing happy birthday songs to people. It's so cute. I love how she's doing this. <clears throat> yeah, and now she's trying to set up uh, Christmas concerts and things like that for people so mm -hmm. um who wouldn't want a christmas carol with cat perkins well That'd yeah be so fun yeah and so you know like somebody takes it upon themselves because they're so angry and they're so upset with you know whatever she's posting about 
and it, a lot of its current events. Mm-hmm. But that's her position in life. Like, that's what she wants to do. If you don't agree with it, there's a few options. Okay, here's where I'm going to shock the hell out of you. <laughs> One of the options, unfriend that person. Whoever that person is. You have the ability. I have the ability. You have the ability to get out, get the hell out of the group. Yep. Unfriend. Unfollow. unfollow unfriend. Block everything. Yep. We have recently had to block people in our lives multiple times over the over years. Yep. We've had to block people in my personal life, on our group, on our page. And they continue to spout off about it. Well, whatever, so be it. You know, that's the way it is. And then I, f- I feel that that's unfortunate. I wish whomever these people are, if that's all they can do with their time, I wish you'd find some help. Mm-hmm. Because I find help. I go to therapy once a week. Have you been to therapy? Yep. Are you a proponent of therapy? Yes. I'm a proponent of therapy. And I'll tell you one thing. Um, not going out to eat a couple of times would pay for therapy. Thankfully, we have some insurance assistance. You might too. But learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. Learn about yourself and learn about psychology. Learn how other people work. And I tell you, it opens up your mind and it's unbefrickin'-leavable. <laughs> how how much difference it makes and how you you operate. And it takes time. This crap doesn't change overnight. I've said how many times, 30-some years of... 30 some years of shit doesn't change in a blink of an eye in a week in two therapy sessions. Oh, I tried therapy just like advertising. Oh, I tried that. It didn't work. Oh, I tried therapy. It didn't work. You need consistency. (laughs) I tried that weight loss program. Hey, what if, (laughs) let me ask you a question. How many car accidents have you been in? (laughs) Just like 10 ish. Okay. That's a terrible example. (laughs) So, um, let's take a normal, and I don't know if this is normal, but let's take an individual, okay, who is uh, um, darn near 50 years old, right? They've mm-hmm. never been in a car accident, okay? And so should they have to have car insurance? I mean, they've been paying for car insurance their entire life. Right. So why should they continue to have to pay for, for car insurance? But then that morning they get into a car and someone hits them. Now that person might not have insurance or might not have enough coverage. So now you got to fix your vehicle Maybe, hopefully, you're not out of work, but if you are, you got to have assistance with your income. You have AFLAC, all these different kinds of supplemental insurance that's out there, too. My point is that you have that because something could happen, right? Right. Did I kind of lose my train of thought? I think so. I think... Shoot. I think you're off bases slightly. <laughs> Shoot. Look at you guys. What did you guys do? I thought. I think I looked at myself moving around and I'm like, oof. Well. Eesh, my shirt's a little tight around my chest. Yeah. And so it's all about that one person. <laughs> you know, when we're talking about blocking those or removing those situations, if there's something you don't agree with, instead of saying hurtful, rude, mean things to and about other people all over social media. Yeah, that's what I meant. To that That's where we're going. Somehow wrap, wrap back around to that somehow about insurance. And in any, in any case, sorry about that tangent. But <laughs> yeah, so what I am saying is that you have the ability to unfollow things you don't like. Right. That's the beauty of social media. Not only that, but you can follow other people that think just what you think. Right. 
that that do just what you do, that believe in just what you believe in. That's fine. However, we did learn from watching The Social Dilemma that they do say it is best to actually follow some that have a difference of opinion from you so that you can continuously educate yourself on other realms of possibilities in um, topics. I don't know conversations. who threw a heart out there, but thank you. <laughs> so, but going back to sticking up for yourself and positively saying you have those people that are bringing you down or being rude, it is okay to stick up for yourself in those instances. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be assertive in a kind and positive <clears throat> manner. Just like it is okay to say the word no in a professional and a business and a personal standpoint because it is okay to make sure you are protecting yourself. Yeah, obviously, once you've invalidated the other's point of view, the opportunity for any productive discussion or problem solving all but disappears. The mutual goodwill res uh, requisite for resolving differences is missing in action. It's one thing to have uh, dissimilar preferences or needs or to interpret a situation differently, but it's quite another to adamantly stand up for yourself. can also be taken as ridiculing, ridiculing offensive, belittling, or belligerent, in which case the other's response is all the more likely to be similarly attacking, defensive, or to prompt them to withdraw from you altogether. You're insisting on the singular correctness of your viewpoint without the slightest acknowledgement that, for them, their viewpoint may feel equally true. At times, standing up for yourself can be virtually synonymous with defensiveness. If you're too fearful or insecure to look within at your own possible weaknesses or wrongdoing, you may feel compelled to stubbornly, stubbornly defend your viewpoint, unwilling to explore its possible irrationality. If in feeling criticized or irresistible, knee-jerk reaction is to fight back, you may not be able to realistically assess whether perhaps it's you who, knew, who needs to reconsider your position or to change in some way. In some way. Doesn't mean you have to completely flip your opinion around. Right. As long as the situation feels threatening, you'll remain closed to what the other has to say, unable to consider that this could be a time to take in their message rather than reflexively, yeah, reflexively repundant it. Repute it? Repute it. <laughs> Sometimes I have trouble reading these, but it's the first time I've read them, so... That's the way it is. You don't have to deal with it. You already have been for 43 episodes. Because now we're on 45. So basically, if I'm sure we've all been in this situation where we've had arguments with people. And then they get heated. And then you just end up screaming and hollering at each other. And then you're putting each other down and calling each other names and mm -hmm. things like that. What, like, are you going to change their opinion? Not when you're behaving in that manner, no. Are, um... If they're behaving in that manner and that causes you to, are they going to change your opinion? No, I think the only time that you're going to actually maybe change somebody's opinion if you're having a calm, rational conversation where you're being open-minded to the other side. Not just belligerent and yelling and calling names. Yeah, that's, that's what a debate is. I mean, you just got to zip it at some point then because you're just going to fight with each other. So now I've been in situations at round tables where people have differing opinions and one person's voice gets louder and louder and louder and the other person's voice gets louder and louder. 
And I'm just sitting there and I'm sitting back because I like to observe anyways. I'm not always the one that's being the most assertive in a conversation and jumps right out with my opinion. And at times you need to be more that, that way. And that's something I'm continuing to work on. But there again, you're not changing anybody's mind. You're just screaming at each other. And that's where I like how they say, maybe you need to, excuse me. We just had pork chops for supper. <laughs> maybe you need to stop and and pump your brakes and go, maybe I'm the one who is being a jerk right now as well. Like, maybe you need to stop being so insecure and thinking that you need to get your point out there any way possible. Because that's what they're saying is it's possible that the psychology behind the situation is that you, my friend, are insecure. You, my friend, need to learn more about yourself and understand what you're doing. Understand mm-hmm. what you're saying and how you're saying it to other people. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you recognize <laughs> yourself in any of these descriptions, here are a few suggestions before standing up for yourself in any particular situation. Man, this is going to be good. <laughs> Consider where the other person is coming from. What do you think their thoughts and feelings might be? Could you begin simply by asking them? Or before you respond, take into account what at least you imagine might be going on with them. Contextually, that's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. How much do you really need to justify or explain yourself? Excuse me for a moment. How much do you really need to justify or explain yourself? Might it be enough simply to say that since your backgrounds and life experiences differ, it's only natural that you wouldn't see eye to eye on this matter? Have we had those instances and conversations in our marriage? Oh, yes. Do we have differing backgrounds? Why certainly. Sometimes do we just have to shut up and walk away from each other? Heck yeah. Think of how you can, without attacking, best clarify your perspective. That is, in a way that's neither self-righteous, for example, expounding on the superiority of your position, nor overly defensive, for example, strenuously seeking to discredit or reject their unfavorable impression of you. Assure yourself that without your consent, no one has the authority to invalidate you. May I repeat? Go for it. Assure yourself that without your consent, no one has the authority to invalidate you. That, unless you've been in flagrant denial about the facts of the situation... The prerogative to judge the validity of your thoughts and feelings belongs to you alone. Unless you've been flagrant denial about the facts of the situation. True. And that you hardly need to take up arms against someone else's viewpoint. And that you hardly need to take up arms against someone else's viewpoint. Once you've learned how to mindfully stand up for yourself, you'll find that you've greatly increased the odds that whatever you have to say will be better understood and given more weight than may ever have been the case previously. Thank you, Dr. Leon Seltzer, um, who is a clinical psychologist and the author of um, many books. Many, many books. 
His posts have received over 42 million views. So that's on psychologytoday.com. So that's the one article that I wanted to read about that. And uh, um, what's important, I think, to take out of that is, uh, um, and I see over and over again, especially with politics, you know, we do some research, read the facts, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm not going to be a conspiracy theorist and go off on some tangent about it, but how much do we really know as factual information anyways, regardless? Like, unless you're in the room mm-hmm. with the individuals they're talking about, whether it's two people, three people, or the entire uh, House of Representatives and Senators and whatever, unless you're in that room, it's all hearsay. I feel like that's what happens with memes and stuff on Facebook is people will take a small, tiny fraction of a quote and either it can be completely taken out of context or somebody can be retyping that quote and doesn't mean it's true. Yeah, and I get it. A lot of these memes are funny. I think it's funny when I see... um you know, a snow meme and it's South Dakota and there's traffic everywhere and we're just cruising down the road um, with like two feet of snow. And then you see uh, uh, under the bottom picture is like Texas and they have like uh, one snowflake on the ground and they're all <laughs> crashing into each other. Like, yep, we're from South Dakota. We can drive in the snow. We don't shut down our entire state or city or whatever. That's funny. Those are different ones. I'm just talking about when people are using quotes and terms and could be completely I know and then people just share it not knowing if it's accurate I know but the point I wanted to finish making was I think that that's funny but I could understand how someone from that other state could think that's offensive right 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 it doesn't really matter what the context is somebody's gonna get ripe somebody's gonna get upset Mm -hmm. because of what you said and what you didn't say So you need to know where you're coming from in your heart. Mm -hmm. That's what matters. Right. So now our friend Kat Perkins, she could be putting opinions out there that I don't agree with. She could be putting opinions out there that you in general don't agree with. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, the best way to handle that would be to go and blast this individual by sending nasty, nasty emails or sending nasty comments out there. Is that going to change her mind? Nope. Is that going to change what she believes in? No. No. So if anything, me, you're going to push her further the other way. Probably. And in, in your and in your case, you're not helping your own case. Whatever you believe in, I'm not telling you what you believe in is wrong. What I'm telling you is how you went about it is wrong. Mm-hmm. Your soapbox, everybody has them. We're on one right now. Yeah. yeah we, I'm, we decided to start a, a weekly soapbox. <laughs> And that's, anybody has it. You want to go buy a mixer and a, and a couple microphones? Go right ahead. But you're listening to us right now. <laughs> and I appreciate it and I love it. And this is why I'm saying we're pushing the envelope. We're going to get a little bit more, a little more hyped up on this stuff. Right. Because our passion has the right to show through and we want people to be nicer to each other. You can go ahead with your stuff if you want. Well, I don't know if it's on topic anymore because... Your article was a little different than what I thought we were going to talk about tonight. Well, I like to get the psychology behind why you should stand up for yourself. And it's really important with a lot of the psychology, as I'm learning more and more, that a lot of it has to do with yourself. 
You have to learn more about yourself before you go and fight other people and tell other people what to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter. And things are changing all the time, all the time. And this isn't about what's right or wrong, but recently one of the largest organizational denominational churches has decided to maybe have a different outlook on same-sex marriages or unions. Is that accurate? I am not educated enough to answer that question. From what I understand, I believe the Pope himself said that um, there's a place for same-sex love. Something to that effect. Do your research. But I know it was a big deal. So things are just changing. Little by little. Right? Uh, we just finished watching Shit's Creek. And a uh, very funny show. Um, obviously a lot of controversy within that show. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they put up a billboard of two guys kissing. And that's like the like one of the first times it's ever been done. Or something like that. It's a three-story tall billboard. Yeah. And... Uh, this isn't a discussion of whether or not we think that's wrong or homosexuality is right or wrong. Just what we're saying is that people were talking about in that show afterwards, they were talking about how it wasn't that um, they never really referenced how um, homosexuality was having a problem or overcoming a problem. It was They just did the show as if it was completely normal and didn't even bring attention to any of it. And that's what was so surprising to people. Because generally, and then I kind of clicked with me. It was like, oh, okay, I get it. A lot of times, you know, TV shows, if they're going to show something like that, they have that drama around it where it's like, oh, this person came out and overcame this or whatever the context is, right? But it was just a normal, normalcy, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was really interesting because the psychology behind it was something I hadn't really thought of before. So did I lose you again? Yeah, because I feel like you spiraled again. (laughs) I'm just talking as things pop into my head. I know, but then you throw me off because it's not the topic that I thought I was. There is no, there is no rules. Prepping for. There's no rules to the Positively Midwest podcast. So you just (laughs) react to what I'm saying (laughs) as you are. I mean, this is your true reaction. This is how our conversations go sometimes. And that's okay. Yeah. So I thought we, okay. So going from what Steven's talking about with his article and it's talking about the psychology of sticking up for yourself and, you know, to make sure that we're being assertive in a positive way when we are having those conversations with others, I was looking up the 10 best ways to stick up for yourself every day. Um, so I'm going to kind of quickly go through this article. I found it on da, 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 da. Medium.com Lady Dash Vivra. Oh, I, I saw that one. Say, by E.B. Johnson. I saw that one. I figured you'd click on it. So I went to psychology today. <laughs> okay. So know number, your partner. Number one is figure out what's figure out what sticking up for yourself means to you. So um, I know one of the comments was about being passive. So if you're really passive, then you need to take a second or two to figure out what being assertive looks like to you. Being assertive doesn't mean you need to fist fight every person that looks at you wrong or pop you in the mouth because somebody disagreed with you. It's just taking a stand as simple as saying no when you're tired or simply refusing to listen to someone who disregards you. 
Okay. Number two is to be okay with a little bit of selfishness. And the fact of the matter is that we only have so many hours in a day, even at those like we should, though it might seem kind to fill those hours doing things for other people, it's imperative to look after yourself. So while it is great to help others, serious problem when you give away more happiness than what you keep for yourself. So don't be afraid to say no and take that me time. Number three is to speak deliberately and with intention. So um, something's happening. You're having your roommate is leaving a huge mess, right? Okay. Sorry. Winky, winky. Um, Odds are that you know the right thing to do. So you should speak to your roommate and address the situation. Don't be demanding, but speak deliberately and with intention. Don't be afraid to voice in an appropriate time and manner. Number four is to count to 10 before you speak. So just like any of those debates that you might be having with others, make sure that once you're speaking deliberately now, doesn't mean that you are going to go in and be belligerent about what you're wanting to speak up for. So to take a deep breath, take a step back, count to 10 before charging in so that you can level-headedly have a conversation. Number five is making no your favorite word, saying no to things that you don't have time for, Um, tends to be a lot of issues for people. However, it's one of the most important life skills that you can master, turning down things that you don't feel equipped to cope with or just don't have time for. Make sure you're taking self-care of yourself. We all tend to um, maybe take on too much sometimes, and so then we're not taking time to relax and work through our own things that we have going on. Number six is to avoid excuses. So now that you've practiced saying no and you know exactly what you're standing up for, don't lie and like come up with random excuses with the situation or the problem. I feel like a lot of this had to do with like stuff that happened at work today. Well, and, and uh, people use, you know, they talk in my article and in yours, but um, defensively arguing or um, God, what's that word I like to use all the time? Deflection, mm-hmm. right? So when you're having a discussion with someone and they go, yeah, but... What do you think of that other thing over there that has nothing to do with this conversation? And it's like, okay, you're deflecting into something else. Or when they continue to just defend themselves, like you could even not, not even be talking about them, but you know, oh, it's going to be, or it's, you know, my, it's going to be chilly tomorrow. Well, yeah, I brought a coat with me. Like, whoa. Okay. I, I wasn't even, I don't care that you brought a coat with you. I was just saying that I was chilly or it's going to be chilly or something like that. But, um, you know, there's times where we uh, we are ingrained with that defensiveness because that's how we've been brought up or that's how our spouse has made us feel that we've always got to defend ourselves because maybe we were put down. Mm-hmm. That's something that I know that we deal with and I try to call that out in myself all the time. Um, you have sometimes the inability to make a decision. <laughs> decisively make a decision oh yeah and then i paused and i asked you the other day is that because of me am i a part of that is it because of the traditionalist male chauvinistic jerkwad when we first got married decided to say hey you go cook and clean i go make the money pop out babies when we're ready done and you're like no i'm an independent hot chick i'm gonna do what i want in life and i'm like no this When we get married, you do woman stuff. I do man stuff. (laughs) Okay. And then it 
causes people to lash out. It causes people to be over independent in a sense, you know, like always exerting their opinion in such a strong fashion. Like, um, I am valid. I can do things. I am smart. And you've gone through those phases. Mm -hmm. I've gone through those phases, but there's an example of therapy because I was able to stop and, and analyze and break myself down and realize why, why really is my spouse having trouble making decisions? You know, when I want to incorporate her in this, oh, okay, dumbass, you didn't always want to incorporate her in this. You made these decisions. You pushed your opinion on or over your spouse. So now she's afraid to make a decision because that's what you've made her do. Because we all pretty much grew up together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now if you think about um, an individual that always enters it, uh, seems like they are always dating the bad person, the bad guy or whatever, right? Or why does she always attracted to jerks, you know? Or um, sometimes I think domestic violence, uh, they that's repetitive you know, repetitive. They seem to kind of always find that, that person. Well, because that's all you think you deserve sometimes, or you're just stuck in that, that rut, that mind rut. Another reason why you need to learn about yourself, understand where you're coming from. So, um, that was part of me having, you know, whatever argument or discussion I had to stop uh, 20 years later at 36 years old and finally realize that I put myself in that position with my spouse and to now do a better job of that going forward. It doesn't take everything away. It doesn't fix everything, but it allows me to be a better spouse going forward. We started dance classes last week, right? Yep. That was pretty amazing. Um, for a moment, I was scared shitless. <laughs> You know, and then we people came in that we recognized. Mm-hmm. That always makes it a little bit more, you know, strenuous maybe or stressful in a in a sense, right? Because we really work hard on pushing ourselves out outside of our comfort level. Now, what would have happened if you and I would have went to a class like that ten years ago? We would have never stepped foot inside a class ten like that ten years ago. How would your spouse? Would your spouse have wanted to do something like that? No. Yet alone putting it together on our behalf, in a sense. Right. No. And what about five years ago? Nope. (laughs) Even a few years ago. Yep. (laughs) You know, so just within a couple of years, something like that has changed dramatically. And so, yep, I'm 36 years old and... It took how long to get to this position now just for a flipping dance class. Now, there's plenty of you that now listen to me and have your opinions, right? Right. A differing opinion like, geez, you jerk. Why would you want to? Why is it so difficult to do a dance class? I do the cha-cha all the time (laughs) with my my wife or people around here, the jitterbugs huge, things like that. I'm just going to try to figure that out this week. And Mm -hmm. so far, it seems pretty hard for me to do, (laughs) but I'll get my booty shaking in it. And then there's people out there that have a differing opinion that say they're going to take my man card. And they're like, what? You're going to go dancing with your wife? That's so whatever. Dumb, you know, or don't do that. And then um, give me your man card. And then I'm like, but you're going to sit at home and watch The Bachelorette with your wife? (laughs) Give me a break, bro. And it's cool. And you know who you are. I still love you. (laughs) But, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter what context we're talking about here, folks. Everyone has a differing opinion and it's totally okay. 
And then I just joked with my friend just now about it. And then we made a serious point because of where Catherine and I are at in our marriage. Right. So, looked like you got a little teary-eyed there when I was talking. I mean, always. I think every time that we do these episodes that we talk about the past 20 years of our lives, it's going to have a ripple effect in some sense and pull out some emotion. And one thing I can tell you again about therapy or Alcoholics Anonymous one of these steps is you have to go through this shit before you get over it, right? And um, I'm not going to go into detail, but today was also uh, uh, overcome. I had to take a big step to overcome some things. And you have to celebrate those facts. And I celebrated it with my wife um, alone. And that's all that I need in my life. And sometimes you can just celebrate things with yourself too. That's totally okay. Maybe it's stepping on the scale and you lost 10 pounds. I mean, I'm not sure what it was, but over the last few weeks, I've lost 10 pounds. And now I'm doing this weird thing where when you eat and you feel full, maybe stop shoving food in your mouth. You're, I mean, you're not... Sorry. Just throw it in the garbage or if there's enough save it for later i don't want any of the recyclers getting mad at me either but if there's like two few bites left i'm gonna throw it away and i'm not giving it to my dog she's crazy i mean if she if we started giving her people food she would jump in our lap and then try to sit there with the we'd be holding a plate and she'd be like can i have a, you take a bite i'll take a bite and then you take a bite i'll take three Maybe bites she still already wants to try to eat Food's cooking on the stove. Yeah, we have little TV trays, and uh, I'm sitting there eating, and then she just sits there and stares at my food over <laughs> over the TV tray. And I'm like, be gone with you. Be gone. She just sits there. Whatever. So, celebrate yourself. Learn oh. about yourself. Mm -hmm. Celebrate small victories. Remember to stick up for yourself. It's okay to say the word no. When it comes to business or personal, you don't you don't have to always apologize. You Can know, I? remove your emotion and sometimes don't say I'm sorry when you don't have to be sorry. That's perfect. Now can I throw out something very shocking? Okay, hit me. Okay. It's gonna blow your guys' socks off. I'm trying to hold on. Okay. okay. And it's a diff it's Similar to your opinion, but different. Okay. okay. Now, everyone listen closely. <laughs> it's very, very okay. And in your best interest to apologize. Mm -hmm. Depending on the context, put on your big boy pants, or your big girl pants, swallow your damn pride and tell your spouse or your friend, hey, you know what? I thought about it more and you're right. And I'm sorry. I was pretty rude about that. Or, hey, five years ago, when I said whatever or did whatever, you're right. I wish I could have changed that then, but I promise going forward I'll do better. And I'm sorry. On top of it, I love you very much. You're a great friend. You're a great spouse. Whatever the case may be, now, it doesn't matter if you're a 50-some-year-old parent. 
Sometimes you have to shut your mouth and say sorry. Sometimes you have to understand what you've done. Sometimes as the child or the adult kid, you have to apologize. Apologies are extremely important to the progression of relationships. But to Catherine's point, no, you don't have to apologize for everything. You don't, and that's some of that issue that I created within our relationship because there's a lot of times she just says sorry for blinking too much or saying sorry for interrupting during a very important television show that there's no way I could pause, no way in today's world I could rewind or watch it again later. Watching that television show is very important right now. Shut your mouth. Here's an idea. Hit pause. Don't be a turd. Hit pause and listen to what your spouse is trying to tell you. Listen to your children. My wife has called me out on numerous occasions recently of how I'm not always very present with my children. And in fact, I think they're kind of annoying sometimes. Well, I think if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that I love my children from the bottom of my heart. And they're the most important thing in my life. But sometimes they're a little annoying. Well, just buck up, buddy. Maybe hit mute or uh, hit pause and watch your kid do that dance for the five millionth time. Because that's not standing up for yourself. But teach your children what you would like to see different in yourself. Sometimes that's the best way to do it. So I'm happy that my kids keep pushing me and keep pushing the envelope with me and just annoying me because then my wife will say, hey, you're being an ass. And then I'll go, shut up, I'm not, I'm angry. And then I'll, I'll back down and go, she was right. And I might not always apologize, but I think my actions speak for themselves. That accurate? Mm-hmm. So that's Catherine standing up not only for herself, but standing up for our children. Because they can't always stand up for themselves because big bad dad, right? He's a big meanie. So that's another example of standing up for yourself or your children positively. Mm-hmm. Anything? Anything else? Nope. I rock all your emotions too much. Yep. <laughs> I sorry. I guess like when we were just talking about kids, so I'm totally choked up for a moment. <clears throat> so we were just talking about kids, and today is the anniversary of Scott's accident. So gotta hug those babies because you don't know. Well, lay out context. Lay out. Tell the story now. Oh, uh, when we were freshmen. In high school, one of my best friends had a car accident today. So that would have been in 19, oh gosh, 98 or 99, 98, I think it was. And so that many years ago, and it is still raw. So you just never know when it could be the last time to get to talk to your friends or your kids or your loved ones. So you just got to hug them, hold them tight. Always say that I love you last and all that stuff. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. And uh, that's when I, I had just moved to Castlewood shortly before that. And I only knew a few people. And we've already talked about how when I moved here, some of the traditional dudes were calling me gay. And 
um, because I had my hair part of the side and chicks like to talk to me. Well, I've just always been a good listener for the most part, I think is what makes the biggest difference. Um, But uh, that happened and he had passed and uh, they wrote a nice poem and uh, they decided to have me read it. And so it probably would have been very easy for me at that time to just say, screw this. I barely know you guys, yet alone him. Why, and the way you've treated me when I got here, why would I want to read this in front of an entire church of people, lots of people? And uh, um, I might be able to do this and go on the radio and talk live and stuff, but talking in front of people can be quite difficult for me at times, but gotten over a lot of that. But we, but I did it, um, and him and I had just started to hang out a little bit before then. Um, my dad has an old Jeep, like in the 80s or something, and it's got a hard top, and it comes off, and we went to a football game here in town, and uh, we were leaving there, and I think my stepmom was maybe driving, and it got all bumpy and stuff, and he cracked his head a whole bunch on the top of the the thing because he was sitting in the way back and I was sitting up front and if you know anything about older jeeps there's about this much room in the back end and we was bouncing around and cracking his head up there and we were laughing our buns off our buns <laughs> um so that's always a good memory that I have but but yeah so um yeah dedicate this episode to Scott so Peterson and um and it's, and it's interesting how the universe continues to to intertwine each other because one of our uh, good followers is uh, Betty um, Peterson, and uh, she's married to his, his dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I work with her um, as a client, and uh, we just put it all together like months ago, kind of, in our heads, I think. And so years later, I meet her, and... Um, she's always very complimentary of me, which is very nice. She's a very nice lady. And so um, I'm just glad that that put us into place because the, that place that I call on um, is GSI Thrift and it's part of the, the church school that I used to go to and all that. And it's just weird how things come together, you know, which this always reminds me of that too, is like, that's another reason why you need to be careful how you react to situations because uh, one of my other favorite phrases is do not make a permanent mistake because you're temporarily upset. So you don't know that when you flip out about something on social media or in person, that person might be trying interviewing you for a job five years from now. <laughs> yeah. That person might be um, helping your kids through school or who knows what work surgery, doing something on you or a, a nurse, you know, um, that, yeah, a lot of those things have happened to us. And I tell you what, you want to learn the hard way. That's what my family does. And that's why I, I do this. So you can maybe stop and not make that same mistake. So. All right, Mr. Jerns, are you ready to wrap her up? I'm speculating you are. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. All right, folks. Well. Thank you all for jumping online, staying online with us and chit-chatting. We're going to close out another episode of Positively Midwest and um, how to positively stand up for yourself. I hope that you learned something and that we uh, helped you out in some weird way. Yeah? Stay positive. Yeah.
Thank you all from the bottom of our hearts for listening to the Positively Midwest podcast. Our hope is to inspire, engage each other's thoughts, and leave you with some great advice. Be sure to join our Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at Positively Midwest Podcast. Make sure you like, comment, share, and screenshot our podcast with all your cool friends. Every little bit helps. We are on most all major platforms, and you can stream it on our website at PositivelyMidwest.com. Thank you. And as always, from the bottom of our hearts, please stay positive.